نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على انبياء اجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين اما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part? And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of His prophets and His apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujaddid, the Reform, which was all sent from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi taala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WGAG Radio. Shalom, everybody. It's a great day and time we're living. These are the days of the end of the world when all the prophecies are being fulfilled. And for me to be here amongst you today to break this spell, I merely ask to give your attention. Shalom. Now, hit me with that first question. Come on. Yes, sir. When did I? Shabbat Well, we couldn't even hear because the reason why um, we scoured spent some time trying to locate the right spot because it has to be over coral reefs and beneath it, running water, rushing the water that creates the electrical friction that we need. We find strategic places on the planet where that's at. We just happen to be in a village. A lot of times in Africa, they're in a village right above us. You know, a few miraculous events take place. Or the, the medicine man, the shaman, might um, he might learn exactly where that spot is and build his little area around that spot and have things levitating, and everybody in the whole village goes, "Ooh la la!" The Hindus are real good at finding those things, thousand laws and all that to find the magnetic field. You set up your little religious uh, ashram or the mukhtarwaf set up your little camp there. Because in that area there's a leopard. It's a very natural phenomenon. You know something about science. The sad part about it is religion spends a lot of time trying to avoid science because science is true. Most of the things that are miraculous or phenomenal in religion wrong. So the best thing to do is keep everybody away from science and you break away and you find certain things like the magnetic field. Our current perspective planet, a new island is coming up in Hawaii. Right? They're talking about it in the news now. And what happens is the 
Hawaiian priests are saying to God of bringing them a new island for them. Actually, see what happens whether they're God's doing or not. It's just in this regular a volcano under the ground erupting in it. And when it erupts beneath the sea surface, the water rushes in, cools it off, it starts to what? Automatically. Swell. And it pushes its way up. So in a couple of years or so, we just saying a couple of three, a couple of thousand by their point. Right? A new island will pop up and they'll have a prediction confirmed. You see, and then the priest will look holier than holy. Because now this island came up from nowhere. You don't take no risk on um, predictions that are not scientifically verifiable. Especially again, like I said, in a religious community where they do everything in their power to avoid science. It's very confusing. Which makes us, you know, kind of different than most people because we delve into science. If you make predictions through science, you have to be accurate. Follow? If you make predictions through religion, you can just change it. Like Joe Witness, they made a multiple amount of predictions they didn't come through, but it's still more Joe Witness than they are back. So as long as they're religious, it doesn't really make no difference. So we transform from the religious community into a more scientific community where we escalated from the degree of Islamism on up to Morocco, moving from that third degree to the fourth degree of study. And we got here, this is all scientific fact. So everything we say got to come through. And because we've been blessed by the presence of the Elohim, the Mexican water, Anunnaki, Everything we've said since we've been uh, under the guidance of the Anunnaki starting to come through. Now they talk to the small intelligence about life on the planet Europa. And we know the Fulgurars are from Europa. That's in our doctrine. We know how that happens. All of a sudden, we talk about it, it pops up. You know, it's interesting. I listen to a guy called him Reverend Valentine or something like that. And the masses be gathered. And all they do is talking about AC and any of the grid and the magnetic field and uh, fuselage and time walking and zero references and craft coming at the end and why the planet is going through all the climatic changes. And they might as well be sitting in one of our classes. The father, but never will they mention that it's coming to us. It's a matter of time before whatever this guy is saying, he has to wait for the next book. And so let's do our job and give them something to talk about if it's saving souls. So it has to do with a selection of this proper locale in Florida. And he found two spots. The first spot was not magnetic enough to do things. He picked up and he moved to another place. And he knew that because Tesla told him. That was when he was related. Yeah. First of all, let me ask. Hmm? Okay. Small biology. When people run the words, just micro means, you know, Greek for macro most tiny biology. So let me you're not doing much thing. I little books like this. That's all it means. Little teeny ways. You watch these words. The devil is good with words. Right? The main point is for people now that you have digest um, 
a large part of the Holy Catholic. And predominantly it seems like Catholic six seems to be the one everybody likes to stay in. I don't know why. And all the emails about chapter six, right? There's so much information in there though. I've been starting to expound on information in it. Uh, because a lot of these things you can't explain. But when you deal with ethers, ethers are dealing with the key of nothingness that I told you all about ethers. I said there's a state called nothingness. Right? And I said you have to create a state of nothingness to create something in it. To the layman here, that sounds like mumbo jumbo, because I know if I did it from somebody, you know, in a layman's state of mind, I said, what the heck is that? you create nothingness, right? But the creation of nothingness is when a form of energy is in transit to another state. Meaning, when you on earth plane, and this is a symbol, when you on earth plane go back to the lightest element before the corpse was identified, you got back to hydrogen. You know that because they called it one. So anything on the other side of one is Zero, and zero means non-existent. Art, right? Not here. Okay, so now. So when hydrogen was, was thought to be the lightest element, right, in the first principle of existence, and this is pre-court, then court did exist. You understand that? But it was not known to exist. And scientists worldwide in all fields of scientific endeavors were accepting the principle of hydrogen as a lightest element. You with me? But did what exist insofar as as they got more sophisticated with computers and larger telescopes and they were able to find the port within the Hydrogen. So while the hydrogen was identified as the lightest element in the first stage of existence, insofar as quartz did exist, quartz was existing in a state of nothingness. Until they get to the other side of hydrogen and become something. Something simply is S-U-N-T-H-I-N-G. Not S-O-M. That's phonetic. So something, I mean, it sums up to something. See, an hydrogen atom sums up to something. Nothing means no thing. And no is symbolic of number. You know, you're going to write number. Instead of writing N-U-M-B-E-R, you write N-O and then tattoo. <laughs> imply number. So no thing is something without its number. You with me? I don't want to sound like I hate mumble jumble teachers. <laughs> this can sound deep, it don't make no sense. I don't want to sound like that. I want you to grasp it so you gotta teach it. When you get on the side of hydrogen, right, you step into no thing if Hydrogen is the lightest thing in existence. It doesn't mean that nothingness doesn't exist. It means that nothingness hasn't become one of the things that exist. 
didn't have a number. You start dealing with the Eastern, when you get down to the fourth, like years ago I say, well, when you get down to hydrogen, on the other side of hydrogen is the law. Because a law would have to stand the whole non-existent state to be radiant, yet exists. The radiant is the word they use to for unseen. In order for a law to exist and not be perceived, he must not sum up to a thing. You follow? Though he is a thing, he can't sum up to a thing. He can't be calculated as a thing. So the best thing they could do was say, Allahu Ahad. See? Allah is alone. And then some unknowing egotistical imam scholar said, Allah is watching. And I don't know if you remember, there was a conflict in the best names of Allah as to whether it should be Wahid or Ahid. Muslim scholars were battling because they didn't have the esoteric information because they had become tunnel vision. Which I'll explain in a minute why and how Muslims become tunnel vision. To the point where they could no longer listen to the voice of Allah to give them the answer. They only had to listen to the voice of scholars and Sahaba and Sheikh and Mulana and Imam and Muftis and opinionated mortals. So we would say hydrogen is one this way and ether is one this way. Ether one is the first part of non-particles or non-particles. Is it non-particle going that way? Existence that doesn't sum up to solid, liquid, and gas. But the number they want it to sum up to is three. Now, when you get solid, liquid, and gas, and you get down to hydrogen, is it solid, liquid, and gas, or is it gas, liquid, and See, they teach you solid, liquid, and gas because you're coming from 99 degrees of matter that each have an atomic number that all sum up to something. Coming down this way. And when you get down to the last three degrees of it, it becomes coming from this way, solid, liquid, gas, and then it goes into ultimate exoplasm, moving out of the state of the degrees of something. You hear me? When they say solid, liquid, and gas, how do you relate to that? Solid is the mass, the body. Liquid is the blood, the plasma, right? The plasma. And gas is the ether, the soul. You follow that? Those are the stages going in. And at what point do you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or El Elo or Anu or whatever name makes you feel comfortable? Do you meet him in the solid 
Do you meet him in the liquid or do you meet him in the gas? You meet him in gas because you meet him as you scale up the plane from the material plane to the plane of force, water, energy, water creates current. And after the solid, which is the mass, the body, the liquid, which is the, the water, the blood, then you have the, the gas. So you have the physical plane, the plane of force, and what's next? Plane of force and after that. The spiritual plane. And this is where people say you meet the most high with the now if you take those three planes and overlay them in the degrees of existence which are Nessus, Malachus, and Lahus, then you get Nessus, the plane of men, mortal, solid. Then you get Malachus, angelic, the plane of force, energy, angelic being. And then you get Lazarus, the spiritual plane. And it keeps saying, what is the spiritual plane? The etheric plane. Now, you were there, which is here, when the word was said exists. I don't know if you ever heard that before. But you may get a better understanding of it now. You were in that secret state, which became this physical state. You were there, which is when the word was spoken to be. You follow? So then, again, from hydrogen down, from that point on, Allah exists. You follow that? He just exists in that whole state. Both this wing and that wing, be it the physical element or the ethnic element, are all within the all. So it is plainly and simply said in the Quran that Allah is in. And I would present the question, if Allah is the all, how can he be in the Samaritan? Jesus said it, our Father, our Father who art in the heavens, the Quran says it, Allah is the light of the heavens and the earth, the call of following it before everybody. Why are they saying that? Because they recognize that Allah is in the earth. And you can't get to the all. See how Christians do it? But by way of, and we can't get to Allah, but by way of the And we couldn't get to the angel, but by way of the prophet. And we couldn't get to the prophet, but by way of our own awareness. We had to become conscious that we needed the spiritual guidance and that these would be stepping stones back to the bosom of Allah. Why would I want to get into the bosom of Allah? 
Because when I'm embraced in the love of Allah, is divine love, then I'm in the path of love. This is taking a step and turn back. So now, when they start asking about beings that vibrate on different degrees of ether, when you say from one, meaning from hydrogen into quartz, and quartz is quartz are going to extend until they understand bite. Right? And they might not get the full understanding of bias for another hundred years. How long it took them to find out about Adam and then find out that there's a force. And you're talking about it now the way Galileo talked about it a hundred years before his time. Things he mentioned that they disagree with now they have to accept once they put his mentor to death. You know what I'm saying? You come again to present scientific fact that is inevitably going to confirm itself insofar as courts have been confirmed. So when you say that nothingness does exist, no one can deny you that fact. But as long as the scientific community only acknowledges the presence of hydrogen and they were all in agreement, you look like the nut. There's nothing wrong with looking like nut. Nut was the mother of rock. <laughs> Tricky words. And rock was the sun. Which they all worship. There's nothing wrong with it. Father, you introduce things to the world that once you're gone, people say, that's what they stood for. As long as somewhere along the line they grasp the difference. So now each being or each density level, and when I say density level, density level is speaking about a process to densify is to go towards hardness. Are you with me? This is what you got to understand. When you speak about the vortex and the, the, the screen of vortexes that are above us, and they speak about it in density levels, you would only identify this density from where you are, from how dense you are now. From what I am in matter, meaning if I look at the element star and I look at iron, which is 26 atomic numbers, right? And it has more denseness than does carbon, which is 6. Women? So iron identifies carbon. Iron is on a more dense level than carbon. You follow? Man has to define in that etheric state versus that physical state because it's simple to find out what density level you're on in the physical state by the elements that are in your body and what is the most dense of them. Iron. What was when you came here, it was gold and platinum. 
when the primary element of your physical composition as you personified was platinum, you produced a topaz complexion. All this is described in the Bible when they talk about the elders and how they look and they give stone complexion to Jesus' complexion. They give topaz and they give green like an emerald from Melchizedek. Saying these people say, now when you go back to the pictures of ancient Egypt and look on the wall, you see people green. And then you see people bluish color. See, when gold oxidizes, it'll give off a greenish shade before it turns to a darker color, like copper. Right? And platinum will give off a blue hue, or a blue hue. So as you materialize, depending on which way you came, whether you came from an environment that was dependent on gold as the base element for strength, or platinum as the base element for strength, or earth, which has more iron ore than anything else. You see? This planet now is based on iron ore. So you believe in more oxygen, which is really a poison to you. And it triggers iron and what does it do? Rust when mixed with the water. Thus you're no longer green. You're brown. Some babies who are born with breathing problems have green spots all in the body. And you're like, the doctor, what's these green spots? Oh, they'll go away in time. He said, I didn't ask you where they were going. I asked you how they got there. And they basically can't tell you. No, they'll be gone. That's because that child, while in the womb, the mother went again to breathe inside with gills, was not taking in that poison air. You follow? When it came into the world and started to breathe, it turned bluish color. And then you see green spots. That's the color we were before we became more strength. You see? Now you'll find that the people with the strongest root of divinity left in their body, you know. When if I as a deity in my own realm of existence, breathing my kind of environment and surrounded by my sun and eating the things from the soil from which I am shaped from. In other words, in that perfected state, if I was struck by an axe and my hand was cut off, I had the power to regrow a hand. You understand that? Now down here, where I'm cut off from all of that, and that's you, when you get the attempt to regrow a limb results in what's called keloid. They'll say it's because you have a lot of plasma, uh, hemoglobin structure where your cells meet. They got a bunch of scientific terms, and the word science was me speaking, they still haven't figured it out. 
do the things that we love. Baldy, baldy, was never something we feared because we never had this. When you see the ancient chemi, the word is chemi, from which they did chemi, or el chem, right, for the man of the black who comes from hand, now confirmed in the latest edition of the Quran as released by Saudi Arabia this year in their new translation, they got Adam of black mud, and they were arguing with us about it. For the last 25 years, Riyadh just released a new translation. It has Adam Black, and, and, and that's in the 15th chapter, the 28th verse. And then in the 20th chapter, the 102nd verse, they've added the blue eyes and says, What are blue eyes? Stuff they didn't you know, agree with, but it's cool. It's all right with us, because we know we're right in fact. Yvonne, but now they introduced this word, chemist. And all the Egyptologists said, We're from chemist. It's called a K-E-M-E-T. And because they're lacking the gift of tongue that you have, they can't teach Kemet, teach El and Pan. Or they say Kemera. Some people are naming their children Kemera. They don't even know what they're naming their children. Kemera is Kemera. Kemera, ancient Egyptian name meaning the blackened son. Chimera. Very common black name, isn't it? Chimera. Yo, sister Chimera, come here. You know that Chimera. Look at that rock throughout that name. It was the gift of seeing interdimensionally. Like the sun does. The sun sees interdimensionally because it is thought not to be seen at night when set, S-E-T. You follow? When set is supposed to be ruled. And it was believed that the sun rock went into the sea because it looked to the onlooker that the sun was going down behind the sea so its light walked the water that way also. Not just as Christians have Jesus walks the water toward them, but if you're watching it in the evening, you can watch the sun's light go back across the water and then behind. In the ancient we thought that Ra went into the sea and that he only got out because a scarab was linked there and lifted him up and moved him through the sky. Because the scarab became sacred, the bug. All these are part of our symbolism in our culture. And from that, to get to the point, Kemet came alchemy. The word alchemy. We dealt with the sciences then of alchemy. When we, some people say we were left in Egypt. They don't know what they're talking about. When they refer to us as Mitzrayim, they're talking about the seed of Ham coming over, some of them mixed in with Canaanites and became known as the Philistines and resided in an area called Dara, where a land is, 
passing on into the Sinai and became known as the Hyksos, Egyptian Philistine who became light skinned, waiting here, who eventually conquered the lower Egypt, which was the upper Egypt. They conquered the ruling domain of Amun, but not of Ra. The Amun was of the, the lower, which is the upper, <laughs> you know, and because they played the flip-flop. <laughs> and when the two gods as a deity came together, became known as Amun Ra. And that was the unification of the sciences from above and beneath. These beings dealing with chemistry are the ones that labeled us inferior. And they said from the inferior, there were degrees from that 100% ethereum to that 90%, 80%, 70%, and we're boasting with nine. Not realizing what nine ether really means. We're talking about when our year started to turn back in. That's nine ether. When we were at a hundred percent Ethereum, we didn't have air or what? Or density body. This is a lower state we're bragging about. This is a lower state. So by the time you get down to the third piece of being, this is a being that has dropped from nine. Follow what I'm saying? It's called a healing level. When we were way up here with 19, and now we're down in six. Why are we on six? Because a lot of our children are now being born without nine A gaseous state. A gaseous state is a spiritual state. That is the state after liquid. Thus, the era of water, as I said, has passed away. And the era of air, or ether, is in. The religion that based everything on water, like dipping people in water, called it baptism, and Wudu and Russell and all these types of things, everything with water, are leaving. And the era of ether comes in. How important is that? It's important because prayer. Prayer. How many people want to pray? If a person was asked, why do they want to pray? It wouldn't say anything from, I think I need it. Did it help me spiritually? To what? Help me get in tune with myself? Okay. Huh? Because I want something. <laughs> Reverence to, to the Most High. Okay. Getting through the higher, good. And the other, trying to connect back to Egypt's parents, that, and the other. Submission, good. You finished? Okay. 
Prayer is the art of talking and not listening. Meditation is the art of listening and not talking. You will find that people that pray the most are going to be the hardest to reach for the truth. See, because they gather in decorated rooms without a book of crosses or stars of David or whatever. And once they get assembled in ranks and files or, or seats or whatever, they do not shut up and listen for the inner voice to give them the message. No prophet has ever said, I received a revelation while I was praying. They say, I received a revelation while I was meditating. Muhammad went up into the mountain, away from everybody, and fasted. And then he prayed, and then he sat and waited. And So as I said, when a person is indulging in prayer, they're talking. Ever since Islam is prayer, they start off with alhamdulillah, but they're talking. They're not listening. And in the midst of this ritual, they have a scholastic system of prostration, piyama, and back and they do a whole bunch of stuff, blah, 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 blah. and then when they stop, they sit in the wilderness, and they have the little lady was pointing the finger this way, and they're looking up, looking at this greeting thing. They're greeting angels that ain't there. Now, the brother's sitting there trying his best to be an angel. They're not like knowledge of him. But they're going, oh, boy, 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 and they wait for the next of the five prayers to do the exact same ritual. Not once are they told, sit down, shut up, and listen to that voice inside of the message. And listen to what it's saying. You know why people don't want to do that? Because the voice inside will tell you the truth about yourself. You can't lie to yourself. You might not want to hear what that voice has to say about you. So those kind of prayers are convenient. The Catholic Church the same way as the fathers up there, or whatever you call them, the Montenegrin, he got all the literary clothes on and carrying on. He's going on in Latin, he's running on. Nobody's thinking. He's hell, man, he's going to be in his body. Everybody's doing all this stuff, and nobody's. They want to keep you praying. Now, well, why did we pray? for so many years, because you are listening to any and everything. You had to stop listening in order to hear the truth. You had to discipline yourself, gather the room. There's nothing wrong with a jump start, or early morning prayer, a jump start of some physical and oration of gratitude and thanks for, the, for getting up that morning. But by the time you get to the afternoon or the evening, 
It's time to sit down and assimilate that day of events and what part it plays in this short journey through life that you're on. And then before you go to rest at night, then it's all right again to say, thank you for getting me through this day. And, and may I rest company through this night and thank you to my family and everybody else and then go on into a state of rest or deep rest called sleep until the next morning. But to keep a person praying constantly is to keep a person not thinking. And that's why it's harder to go to Muslims than anybody else. From the time you start, prayer, it's because I hear someone call you. Call the other. Then I gotta run into a room and do a ritual of water. Washing and a door. I'm saying something as I'm washing. Then I go into the masjid and I sit down and I start my Nia. I'm saying something. And if I get any time to rest, they say, pick up the Quran and read it. Don't sit there and think. If you get a little gray area, grab your Quran while you're waiting for prayer. Say, the Imam comes late. What's that? What they tell us to do? Grab the Quran, sit there and start reading. So we can sit down with the language and all in fact, in Islam, if you finish Salah and a brother or sister stays in the mosque in prostration, you would say, is that person crazy? Why is that person still kneeling down the mosque? If someone stayed after prayer was laying on the floor so they wanted to be in tune with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we would assume something was wrong with that person. We wake up, you, you fall asleep, brother. Or sister, are you okay? They say, yeah, I just want to sit there for a while. What's wrong? I just want to tune myself in with my God. Well, you can't do that here, brother. That's taking place in the Muslim world right now. If you go to a religious environment and you don't do what they want you to do, step by step, ritual by ritual, they consider you a threat and they're ready to bodily remove you. You go to the church of God called churches and they're locked on Saturday. You go to the synagogues of the Jews and they're locked on Sunday. Most mosques are locked every day but Friday. They're not serving that person. They don't want you to start the inner journey. To link up with the God within yourself. You follow that? Because that'll start you toward the bosom of Allah. And when you get in the bosom of Allah, you'll see what the Christians were talking about when they say Jesus is God. You have to get to the highest point of physical, from the lowest point of physical, to master physical. And you yourself or myself as physical are at the lowest point. I'm as physical as I can be. And that has nothing to do with your actions and your deeds and how much talk you eat or that's not I me. Mean. I mean your very state of existence as a dense body is as physical as you can be. You can't get any harder 
Now, of course, if you take a martial arts course and take a bag of hot sand and continue to bang your fist inside it until you get calluses and say, click, 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 click on your knuckles, you can assume you got harder. You didn't get harder. You got nearer to getting skin cancer. It may be cute. You may feel cool. With calluses on your hands and calluses on your feet, and you can go bang rocks. It's very easy to break a brick, but bricks don't fight back. A whole bunch of wood and some guy jumped up and goes, higher boom, and breaks everybody goes, clack, 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 clack. Let them higher boom, something hard as a brick like a rhinoceros. See how you handle that. You are as dense as you can become as a being. Your journey is definitely the other way. You must first study the degrees of density, which is introduced to you by religion. Because religion separates you from the spiritual realm by declaring you other than God. And declaring God or Allah or whatever name that oh spiritual, thus confirming that you must be physical. And that your journey from this physical state is to the spiritual realm. The idea? So you stay caught up in religion. Separating yourself from God. Praying to God. And when a man like this say, the great Honorable Elijah Muhammad comes along and says, give them back their spookism. He insults your intelligence. You actually get offended. When the person says, brother, you are God. I ain't no God. He said, you are God. Now, even in the nation of Islam, they didn't listen to the lessons close enough to catch what he was saying. They said, man, he is God. Talking about Fard or Farad or whatever name they chose. That's him right there. Not what the lesson said. Lesson said, who is the original man? The Asiatic black man, maker, owner, criminal planet Earth. He also added father of civilization, God of the universe. And that was not an Asiatic black man because, catch it now, that couldn't have been Farad. Because Farad was not an Asiatic black man. He was a half original, like Moses, as they put it. Not original man. Now his father was an original man, according to their teachings. And his mother was a Caucasian, according to their teaching. That doesn't make him a Saudi Arabian. That makes him a Muslim. To be a Saudi Arabian, you have to have a Saudi Arabian mother and a Saudi Arabian father. The word mulatto was a compliment. The word mulatto comes from moled. It's an Arabic word. One who is of the sun. One who's of an original birth. 
That's where it comes from. Look it up. You know me. Don't believe me? Check it. So now, if that lesson says that, uh, that Allah, the original man, the Asiatic black man, maker, owner, cream of the planet, father of civilization, last and most, and most important, but God, then he was trying to teach them that all of you are God. That's not that far. That's in the Psalm and in the book of the Psalm. You did not hear me, although I said you were God. That brother there thinks he's a prophet. Me. He thinks he's the Messiah. I'm not a prophet. I'm not the Messiah. Though I do prophesy, I don't want the pattern. It's limiting. If I'm, though I am a Messiah, because I anoint people, and I was anointed, I don't want to be the Messiah. It's limiting. I'm God. And so are you. If you take a drop of water out of the ocean, and put into that drop of water micro-living beings, that drop becomes an ocean. You with me? It's only a drop when it's in the presence of the ocean. When it's all to itself, it in itself is an ocean. And if I am in the image and after the likeness of God, and that God that they speak about in Genesis is an Elohim, consisting of both good and bad qualities, cherubim and cherubim, or toad and rock, however they want to put it, if I am a God, they said, oh, look now, the man has become like one of us to know so if I am like that God, and that God has good and evil, that explains why I do so much evil. So much shadiness and shiftiness. And don't act like you don't. That also explains why you want to do good. And do good by the Right? Because it's their own. And that makes us that drop of water from that great ocean to all. And I don't care how far you take water away from the ocean, it's always trying to get back. You put water in your hand, it'll seep through your fingers, through the cracks of your hand, and if not, it will evacuate into the atmosphere. If you put it into a, a, a contained environment where it can't seep through, you let that water sit there and it may take months, but that water will evacuate. Go up there and come back down and find its way back to that ocean. If they mix coffee in it and sugar in it and milk in it, when it gets into your body, your body is going to split the water, take the coffee and the sugar, if I had the milk and then take the water out of the milk, you follow that and maintain three fourths of that body as 
water. So if the body maintains its liquid state, it then already passed the solid state. It's already on its way back to the ocean. See, Christianity is a physical state. That's why we call the first degree crisis. It's all based on the death of a man and the resurrection of a man for you to receive perfection you must pass through this physical thing. That's it. Moses is the law. It's not the physical. It's the death. It's law. It's ritual. It's practice. But it's not death. No way in Judaism that says you should die to go to heaven for your sins. It says kill something else. Sacrifice a lamb, a goat, a dove, a turtle dove, an oxen, but don't sacrifice human beings. They got exactly to be Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. If you're not Judaism, Christianity, you got exactly. That's the gas. When you get to Islam, it's all supposed to be spiritual. Happened is the leftover Christians and the leftover Jews conquered Islam. That's why Islam is called Islam, a state of peace. But the mortals, the seraphims, want to define it as submission. Because submission is bodily and Spiritual or gaseous liquid participation. I submit and say wholeheartedly, body and soul, all remnants and due to Allah, no equal has he. All is physical. They remove that the highest point of Islam was the Mutasawa, the Sufi. That all Muslims, the Quran keeps saying, Zikr Allah, Zikr Allah. Zikr Allah. Remember Allah. Remembering is not talking. So they took remembering to say, Oh, you want me to remember Allah? Listen to this. This is Islam. Zikr. Remember Allah. So they sit down and go, Allah, 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 Allah. It's not remembering. When I say to you to remember your childhood, you immediately Start on an inner journey back to your childhood. You go inside yourself back in time to find a point in your childhood that you prefer. Because I didn't specify, remember your first beating, or your first dog, or your first bite, or your first fall, or your first boyfriend, or your first school date. I just said, remember your childhood which is such a massive amount of time that you have to decide where in that childhood. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, remember Allah, they're saying go inside back. 
like your childhood and find some point in there where you can remember something Allah has done. You might go back and say, I remember the day my little brother was born. And I was standing there. And when he came out, it was just fantastic to see light emerge from the womb. Allah you know, that might be the way you remember Allah. You might be, I was there when my grandmother died. I was there when she took her last breath. And she looked like she looked over at me. And she sighed and she smiled. And I heard her take that breath. Allah. I remember when I first went to church. And I was sitting there and the rebel was just and my grandma was on this side, my grandfather was on this side, and my friend was over there, my uncle was over there at the church, you know, family church. It was so beautiful. I just got this feeling inside. I felt so warm and loved and accepted. I remember Allah, just that's different Allah. I could do that with Judaism, Buddhism, whatever. It doesn't have a denomination. Because it's taking you back on a journey to where you relinked up with your mind. You made connections with your parents. We will continue with the man of the hour, Dr. Malachi D. York, the reformer for this day and time, right after these messages. Hey, man. Hey, hey, bro. Hey, bro, man. Hey, man. I see you think I don't got that book in your hand, man, written by Dr. York, man. Where you get that book from, cuz? Shout man, I've been on live, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon, I've been on some of them goddamn bootleg ass Dr. York sites and shit, man. These motherfuckers charging goddamn damn near rent money and a goddamn down payment on a house and shit for some of them Dr. York books, man. It's hard as hell to find a goddamn one. Then I went fucked around and went on goddamn Amazon. They were selling all the tablets and shit. Well, goddamn, it was a goddamn notebook. It was a goddamn, goddamn, holy tablet and a goddamn binder, man. These motherfuckers charge like six, seven, eight hundred dollars for these Dr. York books, man. Hey, man, what can I goddamn get me one of them Dr. York books reasonable, man? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about like at least goddamn some of his shit, man. These motherfuckers, man, these motherfuckers really motherfucking charging out the ass, y'all. I need a legit place. Where the fuck can I get me some Dr. York books at, man? That I won't motherfucking goddamn go broke over. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Does this sound like you? Well, of course it does. Or, matter of fact, it did. Until you found out about All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. That's right. All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia. You don't ever have to worry about where is your money. Who can you speak to? All these bogus, fake, bootleg sites that are perpetrating and pretending that they're selling Dr. Malachi's New York book. And even if they did... They're not selling it at an affordable price. Don't go to no one else. No one. No robots, no websites, no none of that. Get all your Dr. Malachi's New York books right here at All Eyes on Egypt. And we're running a sale on Man from Planet Rich is at $19. The L Poly Tablets is at $70. Also, let's not forget the Sacred Wisdom of Tahuti. That's in right now. Get it now while you can at $25. So much more. The Right Knowledge Series, the Christ Series, the Mohammedism, the Mosesism, the Christism. We got everything. The Luciferian Conspiracy. Everything's written by Dr. Malachi New York at a legitimate, affordable price in a legitimate store authorized by Dr. Malachi New York himself. Don't waste your time 
Don't waste your money and enjoy the rest of your life knowing that All Eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia is dependable, trustworthy, and authorized by Dr. Malachi Z. York. Why wait? Pick up the phone today. Call 706-468-2319 and speak to a live person. Only at All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia. That's all eyes, E-G-I-P-T-G-A dot com. Call us today. Now, welcome back to the man of the hour. Doc, with all the things happening today, why is it that Nubians aren't responding and not realizing that the end of the world is near? With all the doctrine that's coming out, and all the different things that you're doing little by little, you know, you have an effect on the people in a big way. And standing, and you just gotta be ready for it. Unfortunately, a lot of Nubians are not into computers like we are. And um, they don't even know about the Hellbox. They don't even know, you don't know about the Hellbox, right? Comet. Right? A lot of you don't know about the Hellbox comet yet. That's why I got, what I did is I got a copy of the tape so they can hear the Amorites tell them about a craft like, like, like entity that ha- seems like it's alive, yet not alive, that's four times the size of Earth that they just discovered, and NASA has confirmed that it's there next to a meteorite that came into existence two years ago called Hellbox. And it's on the tape and they're called Hellbox. And they're actually talking about this, this new craft thing, and they tell you it's coming towards Earth. And it's intelligently controlled and it's coming to get a group of people and they say on the tape that these group of people that they're coming to get are people that are involved in it in an advanced study and 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 no they literally say it on the tape they say they're out to teach people did anybody hear it yet oh you're like you're gonna you'll pick it up right drop it in the car on the way back home and listen to it in the end of it, God says, uh, in the beginning of it, in fact, he says, um, uh, I'd like to thank um, Dr. So-and-so, something Malachi. That's not me now, right? If somebody uses the name Malachi. Most of them don't pronounce the name Malachi. They pronounce the name Malachi. Right? So it's a slip of tongue. When they say Malachi, that means they, they're letting us know where it's all over. But they cannot deny. And we have the, we went into the computer, and um, internet, and it showed us the comet. They had pictures of the comet in there, and um, it's good to know it's there. They noticed, they noticed it's in the building, and they literally say on the tape, uh, Zachariah Sitchin refers to this as Nibiru. Next um, came into us was, um, I tried to fax it to as many people as I can. I don't know if you got the skull. Right? Y'all get the skull, the skull of a denacle, the twice the chromium side, And right after that, about two days later, they sent us the skull of a pyro, a cone. Because everybody, when we said the cone is the real, people thought we were copying off Saturday Night Live. Of course, they don't know that everything the Amorite does, he, he puts the intelligence in front of you so he won't believe it. But they got actual skulls, and we're getting more information coming constantly because now that people know through the internet that we're the source of this information, they feel free sending us stuff. Amorites, everybody, I got clippings. I got like 10 stories on how Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene. 
If you somebody had y'all read that one? Had children. How his kids moved, you know, was protected by the, you know, whom, etc. All these stories are coming out. They had a whole thing on television the other night on um, Discovery or one of them, where they talk about, you know, the, you know, the um, graves of, of skulls, the graves of skulls under Old Jerusalem. Well, they have a place called the Grave of Skulls under Old Jerusalem, for those who don't know, where they have all the skeletons of all the uh, popes and all of that. And this, that's that place where they say that um, Freemasons go when they reach a certain degree. Believe me, I know. And they go to Jerusalem and they go beneath Old Jerusalem and they see the body of Jesus. And uh, they've taken the body of Muhammad out of the 18th century out of Medina. That's when they rebuilt Medina. The mosque in the north. And they, when they did that there, what actually happened is the shriners took the body of Muhammad out of that, which they had preserved, and his body is also in the, under there, and, and only uh, people of a certain degree, if you may be allowed to see it, it's a confirmation. Actually, they're not looking at Jesus' body, they're looking at Bar Jesus' body. Because in there, also, in a the, in the higher degree, they tell you that Jesus went to Egypt, and he died there at 120. But Jesus' son, why he was the one that was killed in the streets of Jerusalem, body transferred to the Vatican in Rome, where they simulated the crucifixion of him there, kept his body there for a certain amount of years, and then the Knights of Templar went there and got it and bought it and put it in their special, special chamber where they keep things sacred. They also, I don't know if some of y'all remember years ago, I said under the sink, there's some documents here that I told you about that. They're trying to get up under the, the sink to get to these documents. They found out sinks is the symbol was a symbol of in the in the astrological chart of the ancient Egyptians, you know, as the uh, the era of Leo, the lion. That's what it's supposed to symbolize, and has something to do with the Mars project and the what they refer to as the Adama project. This is that one Adam. Right? And so they are unmasking because we should never say they discovered anything. They don't discover. They uncover. They uncover things that we bury. Right? So a new word, just a new one for you. Right? <laughs> they don't discover anything. Anyway, they're starting to uncover a lot of the things that's going to confirm everything that you have put trust in me in is going to become confirmed for you in front of your own eyes. And not that you need it. I know some of y'all who follow me here that day. And I appreciate that. Right? But I'm just saying, it is good for those who come to your class with the skeptic. And I didn't say skeptic. I said skeptic. They come skipping around <laughs> looking for some type of evidence to what appears to be a science fiction movie when you start kicking the doctrine on them. I know deep in your heart, as much as you may have loved me and I you, when you had to go out and teach what I was teaching you, it was difficult. And they know God really from another planet. And he has 19 spirits talking to him. And and, you know, never mind, we'll pick this up later. <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about something that appears more sensible. But 
the confirmation of who and what I am is confirming itself. And that's the best I can ask for from my brother beyond the stars to give me just a little help. Because to come here, you know, to incarnate into this individual body and try to convey this message to people that have been so television, so subliminally sedated. I mean, that they removed the essence of the nine from you and implanted the six, the lower side of the circle. It's such a hard job just to get you to not listen to the wrong music. You think you're saying something cool when you say, I like um, such and such a music. You don't understand nothing about music. You all are familiar with the 800 megahertz frequencies that are coming through the air now. You're familiar with that. You do? You do no, you're not. Okay, well, I thought I talked about it. But you know, each one of the human beings have in their brain, they're called magnetic particles. That's the best term that they can come up with them. One day, of course, I'll give you the real name, but let's let them play with it for a while. Magnetic particles. You have nine magnetic particles in your brain. All right? These magnetic particles can be affected by wavelengths, by frequencies, higher and lower. Now, the cellular phones are all set at 800 megahertz. And that brain of yours was 900 megahertz. You follow that? And it dropped down. When Honorable Mama was speaking about the brain capacity of an Amorite being less than that of a Nubian, they were talking about that frequency response your ability to respond to sound, all right? Of course, as you know, microwave also is moving on a sound. I, I can explain that a couple of years ago, how microwave cooks food by sound, which means that they're able to cue in and deaden some of those magnetic particles. A lot of Nubians, instead of walking around in nine ethers, and that nine ethers beyond the hair, come out in the nine ether state of activated nine magnetic particles, they have dropped down to four, three, two, and when you see a brother who's totally delirious, unable to coagulate words, he is about down to one, and some just go vegetate out. And what they have to do is they give you all types of drugs so that it drops your body down to what's referred to as an alpha wavelength, which is one step from dead. And that way you stay what they refer to as monotone. Monotheosis. Monotone. Mono. They keep you dead. Right? And so they are now capable of sending these frequencies out they're putting these stations along the road. I know as y'all cross the country, if you look up, you see this thing on a tall pole, and it's shaped like a tetrahedron, and it has little things on all three sides. Just look for them, and you'll see them. Well, right now the government has 24 different satellites aligned to the planet, around the planet. All right? And he has 24,000 
of the receivers and senders situated across the country. He is able to tune in to your radio via frequency. It's called frequency response. This unit that I picked up, that I, that I bought here, and clicked on is a unit that's making it possible for everybody on Kadesh to turn to a certain station on the radio and they can hear me talking without any wire. Which means I'm sending control frequencies through the air. You follow that? Once I understand, once I understand as human, and that his brain waves are between 900 and 700. You follow? Seven and a half ounce of brain, know that? 900 and 700 on megahertz, I can send out certain types of frequencies. I can also lock these frequencies into music because when they started doing it, they did it in a place called uh, Wacken Hut Naval Base. Do some investigation to find out that's where they started at. And the reason why they refer to it as the Harp Project, if you heard of that, out of Alaska, is because a harp, of course, is an instrument. And they know that by strumming a harp, you can get different response. Years ago, a lot of people used to come to me and ask me, how do they line their body up? And I would tell them, what they had to do is go to a keyboard and um, take middle C and find the two eighths of octave. Find the octave between middle C from one to the next. Of course, you know, it's eight notes. And I said, you go up and down the keyboard until you find that note that soothes your body. And then you'll know what key you're vibrating on. You know what vibration works with your body. The uh, Buddha or the Tibetans, they know about this. And so they have learned how to make their throat make three sounds simultaneously. And they chant like that. Constantly. And they got this going on right now while we're sitting here. Meanwhile, the practitioners of the faith start off. And they're on another frequency while the priests are pulling. See, sound is a strange thing. If Deke is making a certain sound and I do another sound, a half step up or a whole step up and I do a, or let's say he does a one and I do a three and he does a five, we create what's called harmony. You follow that? As you know, none of the groups are singing in harmony no more. They have this new kind of harmony called Unitarian harmony. They think they're singing in harmony because two or three of them are singing the same note and it's partially unison, unison in part, 
harmony, and none of the kids have it no more. Because they had to stop that because that vibrates three bones up here in the sinus that connect to the tetrahedron that the nose creates, which opens the eye of Ustia, the third eye. They know what frequencies we move on. They know our emotional state. They click them on and off at different times. For instance, Sunday morning, they have it on a very low frequency, and people feel it's Sunday, even when they're not Christian. They have it where, well, it's Sunday, it's kind of calm. When it comes to about 8 o'clock Sunday, they start to speed up the, 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 the oscillation, right? And I'm going to get the oscillators in a minute. Speed up the oscillation valve inside the frequency, you get the response, and it's higher pitch, and people become more hyper. And Sunday, people start speeding faster because they're trying to get them prepared for Monday. What has happened is, they know that our body moves on a different frequency, respond differently than theirs does. Obviously, because most Caucasian singers sing in high natural voices. Most Nubian singers sing in low voices. Or they were forced to emulate the Amorite and use what's referred to as a falsetto or a placement, but not a natural high voice. Very few Nubian singers have a natural high voice, unless they go out their way to, like Seal or a couple of other who want to be Amorite, go out their way to sound like Amorite. They're already programmed. They've already got inside his head when he had that accident and altered his frequency. They can also alter your frequency response. Let me tell you what I mean by that so you get a better understanding. Um, years ago, I tried to teach this, but people wasn't as ready then as they are now. It's simple, not uncomplicated. It's the period of time that music took a change. From the time you came in from Africa, when everything was based on drums and chants, right? And you had a kalimba, you follow that? And you had a marimba, and then as it moves into the Latino world, and you had the conga, and etc. etc. You know the, the instruments I'm talking about that apply to us as a people. All right. Now, eventually, our music went into blues. Of course, blues was a result of the fact that the Amorite gave us the blues. He took everything from us, beat us up, robbed us, raped us, castrated us, and we became quite depressed. As a result, our music which is our emotion, became depressed. In due time, that blues changed into rock and roll for people who had cars, <laughs> and R&B for those who didn't. The reason why they called it rock and roll is because little Caucasian kids with combs in their back pocket and grease in their hair and bucks on, used to drive around with their car radios on and rock while they rode. Most Nubians couldn't afford a car, so ours was based on rhythm and blues. All of it was done standing one place dancing. And the blues was mixed in depression, now with rhythm, and we called it up 
tempo. Beat up the tempo a little bit. And there we got rhythm and blues. All right, I'm right, of course, want to do rhythm and blues the same way a lot of Negroes want to try to do heavy metal and rock. It won't work. Hootie and the Blowfish, it won't work long. He was just put out there to destroy the fact that they had no Caucasians that came up with any good hits this year. And they needed a Negro who was a Caucasian to take all the awards. That's all. All right, so as that happened, he started squeezing us, namely the men, to get us to start singing in high voices come commenced around the 60s. And that produced Delphonics, Blue Magic, Stylistics, Black Ivory, Shy Light, Name some more Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Temptations had, but they had uh, Melbourne. <laughs> a lot of the hit records were based on um, Alim is his real name. Eddie Kendrick was his um, other name, right? And he was a falsetto. This was done intentionally to get us to love high-pitched sound. You follow? Because that's the only way we can get a hit record is to sing the way they want. And so Blue Magic and everybody, we all screaming our voices out trying to sound like white people with white men sing naturally in a high voice, you know, with the self-explanatory. Right? But um, they managed to control our minds then. While we were in these clubs, you know, clubs are used for one thing, gathering people or hitting people in the head with, and when you went to a club, both things were happening to you. They were gathering you and clubbing you in the head, right? Okay, so we were gathering these clubs, and this before disco creeped in, and we started dancing. The best thing we could go back to was our Latin roots. You follow that? So we grabbed the Latin, and we started going to the Palladium, and dancing to the Allegro All-Stars and Tito uh, Puente, Pacheco, and we was in it. And he saw that the Latin population was becoming one with the Negro population. And that really frightened him, that we realized that we're the same family. So he tried to split us, but as a split occurred, instead of us going totally away, we started hustling. You know what hustle means, right? Moving fast, jumping around that clown. So we started hustling. And then what he did is he staged an invasion of America by a group called Debo. And they came in with a sound, Trans Europe Express. Had no body language, the group stood there in plastic hats and black eyes and no motion, and just was saying over and over again, Trans Europe First, that's all he said. Trans, Europe, express. And everybody was listening at them. What they were doing is they were introducing the Moog synthesizer. One of the first, first synthesizers to come in and take out analog sound to bring in digital, to take out acoustic sound and bring in the synthetic instrument. By acoustic sound, I mean, when you see a person pick up a guitar with natural strings, not even the metal strings even, the catgut strings, with a wood body, and they're playing that sound with no metal and no wires, no amplification, that's uh, acoustic. 
When you see a guy pick up a guitar that's all plastic and stick a wire and go, and sometimes he's gonna meet you. Uh, that's the first stages of digital, though a lot of times the original amplifiers were still analog. Analog means work by tubes, Tesla's baby. All right, digital forced out. All right, so they brought in this group called Devo, and they came in to remove the soul. We moved gradually out the hustle into what was called the bus stop. It was a form of destroying them. Amorites took the hustle because what happened is the gay population liked the hustle because it had a lot of body flair to it. It was very much like Vogue. Everything was spinning and throwing their hands up. So this was a, a way for a guy to get his sugar out of his shoes without the public. Right? He could consider himself a good hustler. Right? And then from that, he could move over and become a good disco dancer. So the guys that you knew, they were very good dancers in the discotheque were usually in, had a little sugar in their shoes. And they had it working, they had it working together. They knew what they were doing. All right? And then after they did that, they started slowly and surely introducing their music to our children. Now, how they do that? They removed all of the real instruments. 99% of the music that you hear on the radio or record or tape or CD today is synthetic. The, the violins are fake. The bass is fake. The drums are fake. It's all in drum machines. No more human element. Without the human element, is really no emotion. And I don't care whether they tell you, you know, when I sample, I put my emotions in it. You put your emotions in the first three licks, and then when you push that continuation button and it goes on by itself, there's no more emotions regardless of what you say. You follow? This is all part of the plan for mind control. The heart project relates to the rainbow project because where there's sound, there's light. And when sound vibrates, different frequencies give off different colors of light. When you look up and see a rainbow and you see the seven colors of the rainbow, if, you would, if they could tap a wire into the violet, you'd get a certain frequency that would give you a certain tone. They knew that. I'm saying that to say, they knew that they had to destroy the root of nine ether, not the hair. They had to get down beneath the hair. The hair grows out of the root, and that's connected to the protein in the body. That's the, the essence of you. They had to get down inside to destroy that before they could destroy the God in you and turn you from a man to a beast. What they have, in most cases, if you look at the media today, succeeded in doing. People have transformed into beasts. You are afraid when you walk through a mall. And you are the newbies. And you're afraid of your own people because that's how dangerous they appear to be. Don't tell me that every place you go, that you come across a bunch of newbies, you're never afraid. Even if you're afraid of what you might have to do to one of them niggas, it's still fair. Because you don't feel like having to hurt nobody, and you definitely don't want to get hurt. But 
they have done something. There's definitely a transformation that's taken place. So what happened is they eased into the recording studio and made something that was exclusively controlled by record companies a public fad. Get your own recording studio, own drum machine, own everything, put in your basement, and do your own mixing and sound to make your own record. They eliminated all of the acoustic pianos. They even made what they referred to as an electric acoustic piano by Yamaha. And I said it as Yamaha and not Yamaha because the Arabs are also a part of it. And if you look at the Leviathan cover, you'll see I have Arabs on there too. Because they have been working with the devil way back, and I put in the Leviathan book where you see each one of the Saudi Arabian kings sitting with a different president. This has not been one sympathizer. This goes all the way back to the Sultan himself, who you can find in the first page of the cover of Noble Ali's book, and made reference to several times in the Nation of Islam teachings. They also, I might add, make the mistake for that new information of giving Muhammad two identities in the Nation of Islam teachings. One Muhammad in the message to the black man is referred to as a black Arab. They say he was of the black Arab nation, right in the message to the black man. Another set of teachings say, says that Muhammad was a Caucasian and that the wise men came together and told him how he could not convert his people and he died as a result of a broken heart. That is two different Muhammads. One is Muhammad the conqueror of Palestine, which is clear in the lesson when it says that the devil helped us take Palestine. The prophet Muhammad of 1400 years ago, the black Arab, had nothing to do with Palestine ever. He never had any dealings with Caucasians in his whole life. There's no place ever recorded of Rasulullah Muhammad wasalam, ever having anything to do with Caucasians. They mention him in the Quran under the term Rome, a surah named Rome. But that's it. They mention it in Surah Al-Taha as on the, uh, I think it's 2102, on the day the trumpet is blown, we shall gather together the guilty blue-eyed. Now, of course, the Arabs, in their latest translation out of Saudi Arabia, which I have, the latest Quran has blue-eyed. Before it was Blair, Blairy, Zurkan means blue. Zurkan, Azraq, everybody knows means blue. But that's the fact, man, we don't care. The point is that to set that record straight, Honorable Elijah Muhammad was not making uh, a mistake in reference to Muhammad being white in one place and black in the next. No, contrary. It was two different Muhammads. Muhammad the Conqueror was the one that's talking about in the one that's 14 in the class. That's not Rasulullah they're talking about, of taking devil's heads. Prophet Muhammad never killed an Amorite in his life. 
because he never came in contact with Amorites. However, Muhammad the Conqueror called the great prophet Muhammad by the Europeans. He did kill Amorites. And he was brokenhearted insofar as Salahuddin, defender of the faith, went into the courts of King Richard, revived him, lived with him when he was wounded. Remember, he almost struck down with a lance, brought him back to life and could not convert him. And wasn't able to convert the invading Christians who came to Jerusalem. The Muslims there could not convert those Christians because they did not realize they were dealing with the rose and the cross. A certain degree of Knights of Temple and Freemasonry who know more than Islam. And so he was brokenhearted for that. You got that part of the chapter? All right. So now, getting back to the situation here. So here in the world of North America, we were now in these clubs getting banged upside the head with this new music that had only a bottom and a top called disco. We broke away from it, and in came synthetic instruments, and they rushed into the population, access to all types of machines, drum machines, keyboards, Keyboards that play by themselves, pre-coded keyboards, just push the button and the music play, you know, everything to keep you on a synthetic wavelength. Why? To get back to the point, to try to damage the nine magnetic particles in the brain. You are King Kong in your story. Want the story? King Kong is a giant gorilla with supernatural strength. He was a god while he was in Africa. The reason why they call him King Kong is because Congo is Central Africa. And they're implying everybody in Africa, the Congo. The king is under the spell. In his homeland in Africa, he's worshipped by his own people. Every night, he would come to their town or their village, where he had, and they had a big fence built up against him, wouldn't he? And he would, they would have offerings of young virgins for him. And he would come to the town, and they would put the virgins up there, and that would appease him, and he would go about his business. And he lived like that. It was all right. Everybody was happy. Some Canaanites came along, stumbled into their village, and it came evening, and they had to start running and closing the gates, if you remember. Remember that? And they got scared. They said, what's going on? They said, close the gates, Babumba, Kong was coming. They was going to Babumba, you know, stuff that they play. And in time, there was these large, boom, boom, steps. And they saw King Kong, the first thing that came to their mind is how to get King Kong back to America on stage so they can make the money out of it. So what they did is they lured him with a white woman. Because he was used to that. So the Africans said, if we give him her, he might not want to come back at all. See the blame, Washington? So King Kong 
kidnaps the white woman and runs off into the woods. Thus starts the episode of the Hammerites going throughout Africa to get the king, the giant, and bring them to America. Eventually, they sedate King Kong while he is trying to have a sexual relationship with this white woman. And they inject him, sedate him, tie him down, put him on a ship, and bail him to the passage over to America. When he gets to America, they present him before the public, chained down, and all these Amorites, they're in a party having a good time. That's you. Chained down mentally while the Amorites have a good time. He'll let you in the party, but you're going to be the clown, nigga. So moving on, it was about the music that won the case. All right, let's get back to where we were at. So what they did is they removed those instruments that vibrate with our chemistry. And now, Every Negro got some synthetic instrument in his basement. He's pushing little Casios and Panasonics and all fake. All removing the essence. Back to the point. The Rainbow Project, which is sending out these wavelengths that is called mind control, started back there with who? Rainbow Project. Who's Rainbow? Phoenix, Rainbow. Phoenix, Rainbow. Now, Phoenix, Rainbow. Just who's a part of what? Phoenix. Rainbow, Bellic. Remember? Time Machine, Philadelphia Experiment? Well, the Philadelphia Experiment was initially intended for the sole purpose of creating invisibility for radar, which they already have called the stealth. You understand? When they got into it, the mathematician who got involved in it found out that also they can interfere with the brain because of what they refer to as zero time reference. That if all five or six of y'all went through a time loop here, when you came back, Abdul Bike would be affected one way, you'd be affected another, she another, she another, and him another. They found that out. They realized that time has something to do with now. That time in the future has already happened, and time in the past is still happening. I think I told you all about that years ago. I said, if a person's adrenaline is a high point when they die, it will stamp in now. And they will reiterate that incident. And this is why people sometimes think they're driving along and they see a ghost run across the road. And they've calibrated that if they come back to that same spot, Every year, or sometimes every 10 years, depending on how we're aligned, that that same thing will happen over and over again. A lot of hauntings, as they call them, they make clear that this is a haunted house. What happened? 
a woman walks along that staircase every night at 12 o'clock on the dock. And so people come in, they set up monitors, and lo and behold, it's a disembodied soul, an exoplasm, an ethereal, an essence that is trapped in now. They can't get out of now. Now keeps happening over and over. The event was so traumatizing that they can't get out of it. It's happening all the time. It's called lost souls, trapped souls, trapped in limbo. They got terms for days about it. It happens already in your mind if you don't think it's possible. And I'll tell you when it has happened. There are incidents in your life where, regardless of what you're doing, you'll flash back to a certain corner where events took place. If you had friends or something, you hung out on one spot, and it could have been 20, 30 years ago, you can flash back to that. Or you can flash back to an incident in a concert where you was having a good time. Or you can flash back to falling off a bike or whatever. But you have these things that have, are called now already taking place in your mind and you are away from it sometimes 10, 15, and 20 years. Everybody here has had one of those events stamped in their mind. And that event reoccurs periodically. But what keeps you from being trapped in the now of that event is that the body is dying forwardly. Because when you were born, you started dying. You hear me? And you were dying because your cells were dying. You must expire. That's why they call it expiring. Expiration. You must expire before you can become totally ethereal again. But the event that takes place while you are expiring, they stamp themselves in now. Like, go back to not the Savior's Day, but the last Savior's Day. And remember an event. And when you remember the event, you are reliving right now. So now is. Now is the all. The all is not moving forward with you. And the all is not left in the past with you. Everything that takes place has a purpose or it won't. Light, for instance. Light was a necessity to exist within a certain period of time in the all. Light didn't begin with the all, because if light began with the all, then the all would be light. God, Allah, owns Theos, Hashem, Adonai, Yahweh, Elohim, all of them, are events in the all appropriated for specific time zones. 
when they needed to be. That is why I said to you years ago, before you believed in Allah, he didn't exist. Before you knew of Allah, he didn't exist. Because all that really exists to you is you right now. And when you're talking to a Negro, and they're talking about what's going to happen, you tell them that's not important. What's important, what's important, what's moving on, is right now. And how much time I waste talking to you, and what I benefit or lose while talking to you. Because whenever you come in contact with any two people, I mean, or any two people come in contact with each other, one is gaining and one is losing. If you give something to somebody, I don't care what they ask you, they're still just another human being, you've lost. If they give something to you, you've gained. How do you utilize now? If you come out here and you talk to me, I give you something that you take with you forever. It's like saying, see that puddle over there? Don't fall in it. So now when you leave me and as you encounter people in each event of now in your life, you come to find out things I say become important at the moment. Meaning, someone starts a conversation, and you say, that's interesting. Pop was just talking about that. Bam, you're right on. Because I need that now. <laughs> you know? They want to alter our now. Because we have a new zero time reference. We are altering time. For all intents and purposes, it all should be over. But it has just begun. All of my beloved brothers who preceded me, all of them, the messenger, Father Elijah Muhammad, the prophet, Noble Juali, the seer, Marcus Garvey, all of them were leading up to now, where we can start time from here. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I was elaborate more on the. I think he said E1 plus E2 equals the light of the sun. Can you elaborate yes. on that? Yes. Um, when you say E1, E2, and I know you like that subject because I watch your classes. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I watch it. It's pretty good. Y'all guys are doing pretty good out there. Thank you. Um, when you say E1 and E2 equals the sun, light, basically all you're saying is hydrogen and helium. Right? H1 is really hydrogen. On the other side of it, there has to be an etheric light for the other sun, Utu, the etheric sun. You have the manifestation of a sun on this side, 
And then you have a manifestation of an epic stone on the other side, an energy light. Let me show you what happens with that. In the um, Islamic world, touching on a base, you have what's called the star and crescent. You follow that? And they say that it's a symbol of the universe. It's a light symbol. It's this and it's this and it's this. It's the illusion. It's the lie. It's the confusion symbol. The reason why I say that, and I'm going back to the sun, that's where I'm going there, is because when you see a crescent, you see that? And you put a star right here, or right here from your side, you see that in, in, the, in the crescent? I ask you, is that possible? Think before you answer, please. Don't be no, don't be no, don't, don't want to do me. You know what I mean? Want to know. Is it possible for the star to sit in a crescent? Why not? That's right. Because the crescent is a moon. And the whole moon is really there. You're just seeing a portion block. And stars are further away from us than the moon. So no star could get on this side of the moon without blocking it out. It's a symbol of deception. You follow? And identifies with the triple darkness on the other side of the ether. That there is a recognition of other suns. Now, on this side of the ether, you have H1 hydrogen. Right? Again, 554 million tons of hydrogen is changed into 550 million tons of helium each second on the sun. That means hydrogen combined to make helium 2HE. And as helium burns, it gives off more hydrogen. Someone had to make that sun. Someone had to create that formula because it could never reach the helium without some outside force bringing them together to start this tumbling process. So just like that sun on this side gives light, warmth on the physical plane, on the other side, ether one and ether two produces the light of the sun on the spiritual side. And the process is ether one changes into ether two, which gives off bad information that is then rejuvenated into good information and gives off pure light. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When the man comes along that can take bad information and make it good information, he is the son of righteousness. When the man comes along that can take the teachings of the nation of Islam, which has been corrupted information, and take that corrupted information and make it good information and healthy information for the people, that's the son of righteousness. When that man comes along that can take that Quran that has been tampered with and write the wrong in it 
that's the son of righteousness. The same applies to the Torah. When a man comes along, he can take the teachings of the messenger or the prophet, Bible Jolly, and change those bad teachings into good teachings for you. That's the son of righteousness. But the man can take dead soil and the sun can come out and grow fresh vegetables in it. When I can come here and take this earth, you people, and rejuvenate life in you and grow in you, I'm inside you like a plant and I'm blossoming in your brain. I'm turning you into pure light without you even realizing it. When that person comes, that person is called the son of righteousness. But the sad part about it is he can only come at the end, right before the great and dreadful day. Presence represents the great and dreadful day. When the messenger of all Elijah Muhammad finished his mission, he had succeeded in turning the hearts of the fathers toward their sons. But the devil stepped in and disrupted. And that's why I was necessary. I was off in my cradle in Ansar. I was not involved in what they were doing. But when they corrupted what he was doing for them, then it was necessary for them to take and bring the Yahweh or the Lord into existence that I may, as the Son of Righteousness, turn all of this bad to good. You were falling off the cliff and you had to be caught. Meaning, you were fed up. You were being confused. You were being lied to. You were following along and you were seeing corruption in the mob. You were seeing corruption in the synagogue. You were seeing corruption in the church. They did not send a preacher. They did not send a religious man. I've been telling people for years, stop trying to judge me as a religious man so you can find faults in my character. I'm not a religious man. I am a teacher. Religious people don't work well with you. You need a teacher. Someone that will allow you to badger them just to give you the truth. Someone that will allow you to exercise all your egos at them just to give you the truth. You understand? So I incarnate here. So I can stand before you and in all that you have been given, in all that you have been taught, in all that you read, in all that you think you know, when you come before me, you have to humble yourself. Because so of how far the ladder you think you are, you know I can humble you. And it is better to have one man humble you and you rule all other men than to argue with me and be ruled by all other men. You follow me? It's better to stand before me as a father and let me chastise you and get you right and you look good in the eyes of everybody else and standing out there looking like a fool. 
Because when you see a brother on the street now in a bow tie, you follow? He be saying, he just don't know. He just don't know. When you see a follower of Yahweh in Yahweh, you say, he just don't know. They have no idea. The biggest conversation y'all have in your travel to the day is people have no idea this is going on. Damn, look at these people. They don't even know this world is coming down. They don't even know the professors are here. And they don't know independence, the movie Independence is them telling them something. You know it though. And that is the blessing. Many are called. And I stood up in 1970 and I yelled and I called and I said, Many are called, but few are chosen. When they took the ship in it, all of them left. Some of them are back in the street niggas. Some of them think, Oh, he's so slick. He's this, he's that. No, I'm the man that's consistent in fact. You see me as because you have judged me by religious eyes and said he's not a holy man. Heard he does this. He sings music. I can do that. I can do all of that. I'm not your preacher. I ain't your imam. I told him in Brooklyn, don't call me imam. I'm not no imam. Okay, imam. I'm not a religious person. I am simply a teacher, a man coming to right to wrong, and my very presence, and what I stand for, and what I teach you, is doing the job. A job nobody can, none of y'all can do that, and all those fools that left here, and all those that were fools that left here, all they can talk about is the teaching, not the teaching. They can talk about me and how much they don't like me and how I didn't do this and how I didn't do that, but one thing I always did was my job. Regardless of what I neglected you, a book was still coming out for the whole of our people. You follow what I'm saying? I have many people saying, you know, brother so-and-so misses you. I said, I don't remember him. Who is this? He ceased to exist in my world because I have a job to do that's bigger than you. They don't understand a person with a mission. They don't understand your insanity about their mission. They want you to be a person. And I always tell them, if I was a person, I wouldn't be the person I am. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't want to talk to me. It's the person I am that makes you want to talk to me. And in being that person, I don't have time for you unless you are in my world. Unless you want to make this happen. Unless you want to help make this happen. Other than that, I don't have no time for you. And I'll give you enough time for you to see that I'm not there. I'm not playing. Oh, he's just this. You don't know me. I have died for you people thousands of times. 
My life has been on the line for you people thousands of times. You understand? I am the only one who would get up. Nobody else got up and talked about the world. And all you saw it. And put down to the man. The nation is all I'm surprised they didn't kill him. You don't think I knew that? But guess what? My responsibility. Man, you translate your own Quran, man. I have to kill you. Guess what? I got a job to do. And then that's what's important to me. And the moment your life is less important to you than the job, you're going to see that everything in the universe works for you. Long as you got yourself out front, you want to party and have a good time and laugh and joke all the time, remember, you're going to be a failure. And you start doing for others more than you do for yourself, and you're going to succeed. You stop putting yourself in front of everything. Put other people out. Give to other people. You follow what I'm saying? And you're going to find that that power of love, that's the thing that controls me. People don't think, because they don't know me. I don't express my love by, by, by sitting you on my lap and patting you. I, I express my love by making sure that you have a place to sit. You follow? The deal is I'm going to tell you the truth regardless of how bitter it is to others. I don't care how mad the Muslims get. Defend it. Defend it with truth, not with a weapon. Defend it with truth. If everything I'm saying about Farad is not true, then you produce the facts. You follow what I'm saying? If what I'm saying about Islam is not true, then produce a book and prove it. I put a book out 10 years ago, 360 questions asked the Muslim, they ain't answered it yet. All they're still trying to push is the Bilal filler book. What does it deal with? Me, the teacher. That's because they think I am like their minister, the religious guy. I'm not. I'm a person. Play Monopoly with me and I'll cheat if I can win. Just for the fun of it. And that's my way of telling you, don't make me the preacher. We play baseball, I cheated. Say he's cheating. Pops is cheating. And he was having fun. The fool was the one saying, That fool will later go off and slander. I watch the people on the internet ignore him. They can't ignore me. They're too interested in what I have to say on the internet. The room captain, whoever says ignore him, the people are still asking me questions. What you see They can't. I know that. You understand what I'm saying? I know they can't ignore me. They can't help me. They're waiting for Sunday. They're waiting for me. Our room is so full that people are mad at us. Who is this Malachi person? The only thing that's wrong is you people not coming and saying, that's God. And get them real mad to keep the conversation going. You said you so busy not saying, that's God right there. You know God is right there talking to you. Anything you want to know, he ain't God. Yes, he is God. He ain't God. 
How can a 5% say I'm not God and believe some wino in Harlem became God? Bonafide wino, ex follow of Morris Science Temple, which is obvious by the symbol on the, of the 5%. The symbol of the 5% is a number of a circle, a seven, and a star, and a crescent with NATO symbols behind it. That, that eight-pointed star is NATO symbol. And the circle and the seven is Noble Juali. Don't tell me Clarence was in the nation of Islam and never heard about Noble Juali. I call you a liar. 5% symbol is a Morris science symbol. 5% brag that they were sitting in top full of nuts when he said, I met the father and we were drinking a cup of coffee. God, Allah, in person is drinking a cup of caffeine. But I can't be God. But a wino can be God. A half white man, half white and half black could be God, who ate pork, by the way. But for all they tell you, ate pork and then told him, don't eat this. He could be God or Allah, and I can't be God. Yeah, yeah. You got some yuppie on the cross with a 1960s hippie hairstyle called Jesus. He could be God, and I can't be God. Who y'all fooling, man? And only one of all those gods that show and prove their God by their works is me. Ain't nobody touched all the scriptures. I ain't met a teacher yet. Ask your teacher why hasn't he translated the Quran for you himself, his way to support what he teaches. Even if they say he translated the Quran to support his teachings, say then why didn't your teacher? Support his teaching with his Quran. And why you talking to why women? Now he asked the Hebrew. Why didn't Yahweh Ben Yahweh translate the Torah instead of putting up some old phony book that looked like his own translation from drawing sketches and call it their Bible from the King James Version? And then turn the Hebrew Israelites and say, Why haven't Ben Amin Carter and then turn to the Israelite church and ask, Why haven't Ermi? And keep on turning around and say, How come none of your Christian preachers? ever took the time to translate the scripture so we could see what it says. Why that man? Where did he get the time to do all of this? Meanwhile, writing a hundred books a year, covering every subject that they ask. I write books based on what people ask you. As I listen, oh, you want to know about that? I'll tell you more than you want to know. I had one person say to me, how come I didn't go to a debate with Siraj Wahad? Do you know what would happen to Siraj if you mentioned a debate with Imam Issa? You make that man nervous and sick. He'll start getting sick. <laughs> Ahmed Zidat then died, and that was their last hope for lying and messing stuff up. They cannot deal with us. I heard a joke. It says, not put it in our language, right? It says that there's a Nawapian who's us and a Christian who's them camping together in the woods. And a bear comes. 
correct? And as they get to running from the bear, the bear takes chase. And they're running. And they're running. And the Nawapian looks over to Christian and says, what you going to do now? He says, I'm going to pray. You know what I'm saying? He said, well, what you going to do, you know, because that bear is catching up with us. You follow? And Nawapian says, I don't have but one thing to worry about. The Christian says, what? Your religion? He said, no. Beating you in running. <laughs> you understand what I mean? That's the real deal. Right, you keep praying and I'll keep running. Your race is against the bear. My race is against you. <laughs> you, you try to outrun him. I'm just going to outrun you. And we'll see. <laughs> so, نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الوالي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحسي والمجدد لمن مرسلين أما بعد Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it and that he is alone and has no part and that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God. And on the Mujahid, the reformer. Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. The man of the hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. who keeps him informed as to what takes place in the universe and what took place in the universe. So I am not him as per se Michael. I am doing Michael's job. That's why it says, I send mine angel. The angel is the spiritual part that inspires the man, you see? Yes, it was necessary for Master Farah Muhammad to appear as a person to, in a physical form to inspire a physical man because they were living in a mystery world. Okay, Michael has come into me as a spiritual being and influences the way I feel and think and what I say. All this information I'm putting out here, I'm telling you brother to brother, eye to eye, ear to ear, cheek to cheek, I could not do it myself. I'm amazed at some of the information that comes to me from this man, Michael. You know what I'm saying? He, he astonishes me. I have to go back sometime and read the books myself. People ask me questions, I say, wait, let me go look it up. Because it's just not mine, and I'd be a fool to try to claim it. So Michael ha is moving through me to herald in the Messiah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. 
Um, the initial question that I asked was that in the heavens, when you speak about it in Revelation, there was a war in the heavens. And from reading the doctrine, I thought I understood that there was a war prior to Iblis being brought amongst the seraphim. And I was confused as to how could they rebel if Will came with Adam? Was this prior to the advent of Adam when the cherubim rebelled? Or was it with the advent of Adam and him teaching Will to Iblis? It's who he rebelled to. You see, Will is the right to make decisions. Half of 180 is 90. You follow what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So those angelic beings were making decisions, but none of their decisions was put before or questioning Allah's divinity or His purpose because there was nothing in the heavens to question that. When Adam was promised into existence, which is in the book of the Sahur, then they want to know, right, what, who is, what is this kind of being? You follow that? Prior to that, all they had was seraphim and cherubim. And both of these were broken up into races like we are today. But there was no spiritual competition. There was no reason to question the divine or the divine purpose. Man today on earth questions the divine purpose. What am I doing here? Why am I here? Why did he create evil? Why did he do this? Why did he do that? That's how you know the war between good and evil is about to start again. Because here's a man with 360 degrees trying to get back to his 720 degree nature. And he's starting to use his 360 degrees to question things in the spiritual realm when his 360 only covers him on the physical realm. You dig what I'm saying? Now the angels in their realm, their 90 was equivalent to your 360. They could think. You follow? So yes, you're correct. There was conflict between the angels prior to the conflict between Michael and Azazela. Because there was two. There was another realm existing. That's why the angels said, are you going to create one to cause mischief and shed blood? How would angels know about the shedding of blood if there was just spirits or ghosts? They knew about the shedding of blood because they knew of the battles of the angels in heaven before. That wasn't a thing. No, see, I think the bottom line is no will is questioned until you question the will of Allah. Inshallah, mashallah. No will is questioned. So means when the angels made decisions in heaven, it didn't mean they could not think or make decisions to, to do or not to do. It meant they could not make decisions to do or not to do what Allah commands until the spark of the nature of man was created. And when it was created, anything created in the spiritual realm affects all spiritual beings. You understand? Yes, sir. So when the spiritual spark of, of Adam's nature was being created to incarnate physically, the angels were receiving that energy. It was in a realm. So Adam, then they said, well, who is that? Or what is that? And where is his destiny? Are you, going to create, are you creating another Azazilla, another cherub to rule? You follow that? And that was what they feared. So when they were told to prostrate before Adam, they were not rebelling merely against Adam. They were rebelling against Allah. Because the essence of the question is, check this now, and I've got to be careful with this because it's part of 360 again. Right? The essence of the question is that if they do bow, if the angels do bow, then they're bowing to something other than Allah. Now if Allah tells the angels to prostrate and yet tells them that no one should prostrate to nothing but them, maybe Azazel did the right thing by not prostrating. 
He was the only one who didn't prostrate. Because if they prostrated to Adam, then it was going against the law that you shouldn't prostrate to nothing but Allah. Or there was a different law in the heavens at the time. You see what I'm trying to say? It gets, it goes into dimensions of, <laughs> it gets heavy. Is the answer that going to be in the book? Huh? Yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> Answer, answer not gonna be in a question book, the answer's gonna be in the answer book. I'm putting the question book out because I want to see that dumb look on the Sunni Muslims' face when they can't answer these things. And then I'm gonna answer them with ease and say, now bear witness to whom Allah sent. Thank you, brother. I just have one more question. The initial question was Michael asked to bow down also. Was he amongst those who was asked to bow down? Or because of his 720 degrees of knowledge, was he exempt from that? No, Michael was not asked to bow down. Assalamu alaikum. Um, I have a question about forgiveness. Um, are we, who are we supposed to forgive and how do we forgive what has happened to us? Alright. We are not supposed to forgive anybody. Allah is the forgiver. The white man is a fool when he stands up and tells me to forgive everything he did to me. And if I did attempt to forgive him, I still would not forget it. Which means the moment I see traces of it pop up again, any form of racism, for instance, someone say, well, uh, I don't have anything against color people, some of my best friends are colored. Immediately, that's a very, they think they're saying, white people, when they say that, they think they're complimenting you and they're really insulting you. You're not asked to forgive them. The Jews, and I'm, I'm, I'm quoting Minister Louis Farrakhan now, the Jews don't want no forgiveness from the Germans. They're still hunting them down and doing to them what they accused them of doing to them, hanging them and burning them. They hung some guy who was almost 80 years old for their Holocaust. Well, black man, we had a Holocaust too. Millions of us died in the past between Africa, as they call it today, and America. Millions of black people died, man. And then when you got here, they sold you like a piece of meat. They separated your families. They, they molested and raped the women and the little girls to breed. And they made men who are certain tribes breed with certain women so they can get bucks, as they call them. Big, strong niggas to work the field. And if any black man rebels, they castrated him, or they hung him, or they beat him all throughout the South. And they formed an organization to enforce it, call it the KKK. And then the Sheriff's Department to enforce, to hold back all the religious ones, they call them sheriffs, because the word sheriff is from the word Sharif, which is the noble family of the Prophet Muhammad. That was a special branch of officers that worked with the Klan and wore a six-pointed star, and they call themselves the Sheriff, short for Sharif. You understand? They are still beating us today. Still shooting us dead and getting off like they ain't did nothing. Still poisoning us, using us for operations to experiment with AIDS, experiment with syphilis, depriving us of our education. See, you know what's so funny? The blacks, the blacks went out their way in the 17th century to form a black lodge called the Prince Hall of the Masons, and then when they brought all their minutes to them in London, they rejected it because they were niggas. You had to be an Anglo-Saxon Christian. You know blacks, instead of telling them what to do with it, went off and formed their own lodge anyway, to just to want to be like white people. The Prince Hall Lodge is true. You know it is. What has the white man ever done for me and you but abused us? 
Come on, man. I want to know the truth. I had too many black people say, all white people ain't bad. All the bacteria and AIDS ain't bad. I'm not interested in all of it. I'm interested in the one that can kill me. So I'm not going to accept AIDS because all of the bacteria in AIDS is not bad. You're right. We might find oh, one white good person. And we'll call him uh, Cherub or Azazil. And we'll try to raise him amongst us like they did the uh, new kids on the block. Raised amongst blacks. Their music produced by a black man, had black girlfriends, and then soon they got some authority. Now they're white, the, the number one white group in America. Just like Azazil, the angel. Raised amongst us out of mercy. And what he do? Caused the war in the heaven and caused everybody to be cast to earth. And then hell, a hell be created. No, we ain't supposed to forgive them no more than they want to forgive the Germans for what they say the Germans did to them. And no more should they expect the Japanese to forgive them for what they did to the Japanese. No, we ain't forgiving you. Because you don't even have enough, they don't have enough to say they're sorry for what they did to you. They give you February as Black History Month, and you bragging, and that's the shortest month in the year. I noticed that. They gave you the shortest month. And that one month out of the year, they're going to pretend they recognize our blackness. We ain't no one-month people. We was on the planet before the white man fell out of us as a disease. Like Minister Louis Farrakhan said, we are their mothers and fathers. And you better honor your mother and father so that your days may be long on this planet. Because we're getting ready to spank you for all the devilishment you're doing like a parent does. And we're going to spank you with love because you we're not as wicked as you are. We don't want to kill you. We don't want to uh, hang you and we can't castrate you. <laughs> we don't want to do these things to you that you did to us. We just want you to either respect us or leave us alone. That's all. One or the other. Either respect us for who we are or leave us alone and let us build for ourselves. Let us reprove ourselves. Can y'all relate to that? Let us prove ourselves. Stop giving us your image of Negroes. We ain't, all of us ain't no Rochester. All of us ain't no Sammy Davis Jr. All of us ain't no Ben Marie. We ain't no tap dancers. We don't go around showing our teeth. We don't like, we don't be flopping into watermelon rhymes. We are not like that. You just show the public what you want to see because you're afraid to show them the gods amongst this nation. But you're going to have to tank with the gods because the Nubian nation is on the rise. Um, also, um, I heard a brother say that in the Quran uh, it says that men and women are equal, only the men are a degree above women. How are we equal? I don't understand. Insofar as Allah created us of the same substance, we both have a mind and a soul. We both stand before Allah as individuals. No man is more religious than any woman. No, no woman is more religious than any man. We have all the same potentials. The only thing that makes women appear to be a notch beneath men is the fact that it takes us a couple of minutes to drop a seed and it takes you nine months to cultivate. That's all. Sit down. 
And if any answer is telling you women out there, you ain't got no soul, you got to get your soul from me, laugh at him and walk away. Assalamu alaikum. Um, if we reject Paul as the apostle of Jesus Christ, why quote him in our literature? If you look at our literature, you see whenever I, I, I quote Paul, I quote him in the negative. I will explain Corinthians to show you how Paul is corrupting Jesus' teachings. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But not, whenever I speak of divine revelation, I say it is either the book of Revelation or the book of John, because those two books confirm themselves. All the rest of them are not. They're letters and stories. And none of them even claim to be divine. Only the book of John, son of Zebedee, and the book of Revelation, which is Jesus' in jail. And most Muslims make a mistake. If you talk to the average Orthodox Sunni Muslim, he talks about the Injil as the Gospels. And he makes it plural when in Arabic of the Quran it's El Injil, a single, the book of Revelation. Last week, Siraj Wahad said, the God, we believe in the Gospels of Jesus. No, Muslims don't. Muslims believe in El Injil, the Gospel of Jesus. Not in the Gospels of Jesus. I wish these brothers would learn how to read their language so they'll see what they're saying and stop making a fool out of all of us in the, in the eyes of the Christians. Go ahead, brother. Okay. So the only books that are correct are Revelation and John, then? That's only books in the New Testament are divine. The other ones are not but Hadith. They're Revelation, but they're Hadith. The same way there's Hadith that Muslims have by Bukhari and, and, there's, and there's Hadith that the Jews have called the Talmud. You follow? But they're not divine. You're right. Uh, and the second question is, is um, when Canaan was cursed, why did he take his sister with him? His sister with him. In the, in the ancient Hebraic doctrine, when a child was born, a woman and a man, they were destined to be mates. They call them, they say betrothal in the scriptures, that's how they use it. In Israel, if a man child was born, they took a woman child from that tribe, and that person was destined to be their mate without their decision, unfortunately. That was real cruel. But without women's decisions, they were just able to marry them just like that. You follow that? Yeah. That's why. So therefore, because Selha was assigned him at birth, she had to go where he said. That was their rituals back then. Don't make much sense today. And plus, you can't get no woman to do that today. Okay. Um, Ecclesiastic 9.5 states that the dead are conscious of nothing. Can you explain that to me? Yes, because they speak about two types of death in the Bible, in the book of Revelation. Those that are resurrected from the dead and those that will stay dead. Now, what I mean by that is, righteous people know that they don't die. Righteous people know that their soul just goes from, dimen from dimension to dimension. You follow that? Yeah, I got it. Evil people, their soul burns out. When your soul burns out, you're dead. The Quran says, don't say of my prophets that they are dead. They are not. They are with me. The Quran says, we took Jesus, Rafa'ah, up. And it says also, Enoch, Idris, was up. So, they are dead. But those dead are people who are dead in the truth. They say in Christianity, dead in Christ. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because they did not rekindle their soul. You stated in your literature that um, even right now, if we have our physical bodies and our mind correct, we're able to go to those different planes. 
Am I right? Yes, you can. If you line, I said, if you line up your spiritual body and your physical body, you will be able to make that. You will make that translation like Enoch did in the Bible. Okay, can a pale man do that? Yes, he can. That's a good question. Yes, he can. Only he goes to lower realms. There's upper realms and lower realms. There's Hades and there's Semiwak. So the devil, in a spiritual form, travels to lower realms with his demons. He cannot go up where to the fourth, to Melakut, to the fourth realm where you can. Hmm. He can astral project downward. Assalamualaikum. Um, I was um ever since I read the book uh, Science Creation, there's always been a question that bothered me. And your son Yakub just brought up to mind when I was talking to him, and that was at the forming of Adam's body when Allah Subhanahu wa told, I believe it was Jibril, to go down and collect, I, I believe, the substance to make it. And Jibril, you know, the, the, the substance pleaded with Jibril, no, and Allah sent Makal, he did the same, and, you know, they didn't do it, and so Allah sent Azal down. And he did, you know, he did it. What Allah told him to do, he did it. Bang. And he uh, took the body form, Adam. Now, when he did that, Allah told him, because he had no compassion for the forming of Adam's body, he shall be at the forefront of collecting souls. I wanted to know, was that a punishment or was that, you know, good? No, because that, that was a manifestation of his nature because Gabriel has been coming to earth repeatedly and they refer to him as the angel of revelation. And Michael has been coming to the earth repeatedly because he is a defender of Tawheed. You follow what I'm saying? What happened is these angels were asked to do something that was not in their nature. Do you understand that? <laughs> but this was before, wasn't this before anybody was on the earth? Yeah, not in their nature. Uh, this is what they were destined to be. Because their names tell you what they're destined to be. Uh, I see. You see, a Zazilla name means someone who rebels against something. Because man fears death. Jibril means someone who presents, comes forth and brings something. You see that? Michael means, Mikael, one who, who can declare himself like Allah. Not who can declare himself like Allah, but... Tell me, who do you know that is like Allah? So each one of those beings that was sent was a sign by Allah of what man would encounter after his creation. The, the, angel of, the angel of death, the angel of revelation, and the angel of defense. Oh, I see. So that was, the whole, so that was all set up. Allah, that's how he answered. <laughs> I know what you know now. Everything Allah does has a meaning. Nothing is just done like we do things, and then we figure out later what we did. I know everything Allah does, everything the Heavenly Father does has a meaning. We cannot wrestle against it. Sometimes mortals don't understand it, because it's above us, but that's all part of His being divine. And also, um, you say like, uh, before there was anything, Allah, uh, there was a state of nothing, right? No, he, I didn't say that. I said he created a state of nothingness. Now watch this. Say, for instance, you're a potter. You make pots, uh, plates, I, glasses, I, a potter. Now, when you make this cup, you're making this cup to fill it with coffee or tea or whatever you drink. Mm -hmm. Correct? No. Nah. Let's, let's 
let's make it very clear we mean decaffeinated because we don't want <laughs> we don't want people to think I say go drink coffee and tea with your drugs okay <laughs> no, but seriously uh, let's say you make this cup with the intention to drink water in it no. when you create it you create an absence of space a nothingness the area where the water is to go when the cup is created before you put the water in it is be is creating what uh, space empty space a state of nothingness. Right, yeah. And then once it is occupied or filled with water, it no longer becomes nothing. It becomes what? Something. Water, yeah. When Allah planned to create the creation, He created a state for which the creation could happen, where molecules could be drawn together and explosions can take place and cells can breed and, and germs can multiply. You understand that? No. That's what he did. First of all, they're both are the same thing. It's just that when they break down an atom, it breaks down into molecules. An atom is a constructed amount of molecules moving at a specific speed, forming a certain amount of density. You follow that? No. So if you have a specific atom, let's say uh, hydrogen or helium, wow. you have to have two hydrogens revolving around a nuclei which forms helium. As you go up the scale of the elements, the amount of atoms and protons or neutrons revolving around, or electrons sorry, moving around the center, will determine their density. When you break it down, it breaks down into molecules. When you construct it as a, uh, as a, a, a number of molecules functioning, it becomes an atom. Okay? Nah, it's Um... How could Revelations chapter chapter 10 verse 1 to 11 be talking about the Quran as a little book when it told Jesus not to copy down what the angel was saying because it was to be prophesied later but he took the book by the orders by orders of the angel and ate it and it was to prophesize it again because okay, who was Jesus's father um Allah no I mean the angel angel who Gabriel and who brought the prophet Muhammad the Quran on Laylatul Qadri Angel Gabriel. See? So he did, Jesus being the son, the angel did have to digest the Quran before Muhammad even came and then brought the Quran in the night of power, Laylatul Qadri, to Muhammad. So he had memorized it in, in, in its entirety and then presented it to Muhammad in Laylatul Qadri as a whole book, but only revealed it in portion. But if he, but it says that, that he ate it and it was sweet it was sweet to the mouth and um better to the belly because the quran speaks about zilzala and ariet the quran has answers to the books of revelations that are not very pretty it speaks about the earthquakes of the world the world and the mountains crumbling and dust and mountains folding like butterflies so when he read which was a very beautiful book what he got out of it was some very terrifying information about the way the world would end so it was sweet in the mouth but it was bitter in the belly you follow mm -hmm. All right, thank you. Also, how could, how do we have a um, a Quran today if Uthman burned it, burned the original? You don't have a Quran today because Uthman burned it. And that's one of my biggest arguments to Sunni Muslims. They refuse to accept the Ali Quran. We have in our possession the Quran from Ali the family of the Prophet Muhammad. The Sunnis do not have original copy. They have a bunch of perverted translations and distorted manuscripts. And once they finally thought about it and got it collected, what they thought was true, they burnt the original so nobody could check it. 
but they overlooked that Fatima and Ali and the family or the Ahlul Bayt had their Quran also. What does Allah mean in Hebrew? Arabic and Hebrew are both dialects of Syretic. The root of both of them is Al. In Hebrew, they say Alif, and the word is Lem. In Arabic, it's Alif, Lam. Al, the. Whenever you speak about Allah, you say the. And if a person says the what, you say the. <laughs> the who? The. The when? The. Allah is Al. Then they add Illahu on it, that which created it, or that which is the essence of it. They use the word Hua from the root word Ha or Hawa'a, meaning a kind of love that is divine. Look it up in the dictionary. Or the word Ha, Ha Alif, meaning for me to present something to you. If I was going to give you something, I'd say Ha, which is like, here, take this. Not Huna, like here, stand here, but Ha. So when you put Ha on El, you get the source of divine love that presented itself. And it presented himself by Ruh to Nefech, by breathing of his own self into you, which gave all human beings the attributes of Ishq, called divine love. When it permeates from Allah, it comes down as something that man does not understand. The kind of emotion and concern that man does not understand. When it settles in man, it's known as ish. When man tries to apply it, it's known as wood. When man does apply it, it's known as hip. Those are dimensions of divine love incarnating as a part of the divine into you. Thus, your heart is, is painted over with the love of Allah. As mean as you try to be the white people, you really can't be. As tough as you want to be, if a white person falls in front of you, you'll help them up. They don't have that. you got to really become callous as a person not to help a white person because black man black woman you have the spirit of the most high moving into you he breathed into you of his spirit and you became a living soul so as tough as you try to be you are as compassionate and merciful and forgiving and loving and kind as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is himself because he moves through your very being it's called soul and the white people recognize it in you and say those are soul people. If you eat poison food, they call it soul food. And they have their soul this. And in Latino they say salsa this and salsa that. They know that that is the divine inside you moving and they hate you for it. Come home to the tabernacle of the Most High and get all your questions answered. Or visit the Hall of Knowledge every Sunday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at 548 Hart Street, Brooklyn, New York. Or call 718-452-9329. That's 718-452-9329.